Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Welcome back to Who's Really the Boss podcast. Well, hey, thanks for having me back. I love what you just said that uh, you'll let me lead and you'll follow just like when we dance. <laughs> yeah, that's we, great. We really, I love it. Uh, we know who, who the boss is in multiple areas of life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then in dancing, I guess I get to really be the boss, even though, even though I would say neither one of us have ever had a lesson. We didn't grow up with people who like our, our parents didn't necessarily like dance and teach us and take us. There weren't like older siblings or cousins or nothing like that. I think some families, in my opinion, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That's so cute that they do this. We haven't yeah. done it with our kids either because I guess we don't feel confident in our abilities. No, you should feel confident in your abilities. I mean, you were a dancer throughout your life and in high school, you were on a dance team. And even though that doesn't move over to like a country Western dancing or a dance hall, you know, it's still, you've got rhythm. I have zero rhythm. I am like the <laughs> epitome of uh, what you should not do. So, um, and, and I don't know, you know, this is maybe not even a thing like North of the Mason Dixon line. I don't know that they do people do what we do here in the South and in Texas, uh, as far as like it's wedding season, right? And you've got three siblings that are getting married uh, this year where two of those are done. We've got one, two final down one. And one to go. Uh, so we've had our fair share of dancing this year more than ever. And you know, it's the grand March, which is like a total bohemian thing. And like, we did it as part of our wedding, but these are big weddings. Like our wedding had how many people were invited to our, to our wedding? Uh, over 500 because over 500 came. So, yeah. so over, over 500, 500 came, were in attendance. but they didn't come to the wedding. They didn't come to like the chapel and see the, the marriage ceremony. Everybody yeah, goes to the reception or less there. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in small town, Texas, you know, it's like you, you have a big reception. Ours was at a very old school dance hall that we all grew up around and going to, and that dance hall could probably fit a thousand people yeah. in it on a good night. And, yeah. um, then you have either a DJ or live band and you have dancing until 1am, 2am. You have a grand March, which is like this conga line. If anyone doesn't ceremony. know what a grand yeah. March is, you have to, I don't even know what will come up on YouTube, but, yeah. um, Maybe, maybe you put in like Southern wedding grand March. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know what you might get if you, if you search that, but it is, it is a lot of fun, even though our girls think it is absolutely ridiculous and will not participate. <laughs> yeah, I think it is a lot of fun. But the, the great thing is like you said, your parents didn't grow up dancing, but your grandparents who your grandma's still around and how old 96. She is 95 and will be 96 in March. Yeah. So, and her and your granddad used to go to polka dances every, every Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night, they would go to church and then go to a polka dance somewhere. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and I mean, they didn't have, they had no need for all the devices and internet and anything like that. Like they, that was the, what they, they did. 
they taught me how to play checkers and they taught me how to play dominoes. So the fact that they did not teach me how to polka dance, I'm, I'm a little uh, surprised at that. I just, I never really thought about it before. Maybe no. I was not interested is why they didn't teach me, but uh, yeah, they definitely could have. I spent a lot of time with them. But if I was a betting man, I would also say that your grandma probably led and your granddad followed. <laughs> you are probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. For sure. All right. Awesome. Well, <laughs> that that was a fun conversation. I love thinking back um, about my grandparents, especially. But dancing dancing with you is fun, whether we're good or not. We always have a good time. So who we we just don't even care anymore. I think that means we're old. When you don't care if you look good, you just as long as you're having a good time, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of looking good, um, we are. <laughs> in a season of, in the process of a huge glow up for Dillon CPA. So for our current accounting firm, and um, it has been a lot of work. And I think that we'd love to highlight the work and the process and the challenges that come along with any change or anything that might be seen as success on the outside. So going along in true social media fashion, we are Dylan CPAs, everything's the same, Dylan CPAs, we're selling our um, full service accounting packages, moving along, adding a team member here and there, but really everything looks about the same. But after this podcast releases within like a week, things are going to look very different and it's going to look like this change happened overnight. So wanted to give a little bit of background on our glow up. This is not an overnight glow up. This is uh, a lot of blood, sweat and tears, um, probably less on the tears, but a lot of work that and a lot of thought. And if you have seen how much this costs, there would be tears. So. <laughs> so someone, someone somewhere is crying. I, I am crying this. on the inside. <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. We're not going to release. We need to build up a little bit of anticipation with this. So we're not going to release exactly what the change is, but wanted to talk through some reasons why we felt the need to make this investment into Dylan CPAs. Yeah. The, when I was thinking about this conversation earlier today, I think the word for it is seasons. And so we've had different seasons of our business. And um, along with that, you have branding and you have uh, market intention and things like that, that you, you respond to the market, you respond to your customer base, your client base, and then also the people that you have, you know, that are alongside the journey with you. And those are the team members, right? So I think that's part of our shift. So we have operated under the name Dylan CPAs for about six, seven years, I would Since say. Since 2015 was our seven change years. from St. Jean, Jean Dillon and Associates to yep. Dylan CPAs. So Dylan CPAs has served us well. Um, and the, the name, obviously, we're tied to it because it's our, you know, our name. And even even something like that, we thought through a lot of the new name of, of the business going forward. And while we don't want to say that today, it still um, means a lot to us. Obviously, it's probably not as big a change as 
people would even anticipate, but it's still a very small shift uh, to see us through this next season. And I think even whenever, whenever people that know us see it, they will be like, oh yeah, like makes all the sense in the world. But whenever you're an outsider looking in and maybe have no idea, it, it may strike people as odd of, of what is no longer in the name or what um, maybe just have more questions about what we actually do going forward. I feel like I want to stop you. I'm like worried that you're going to like spoiler alert and, not, yeah. and, and let it out. And so why don't you back up just a little bit and start yeah. talking through why you even considered that there needed to be any, any kind of change at all. Like Dylan CPAs runs great. And we can, we, we do consider Dylan CPAs is a success currently, like currently how it was five months ago, three months ago, two months ago, like there was not a problem per se. There, there was, yeah. there's no problems. There was nothing to, um, be worried or concerned about. So tell, tell us a little bit about why you started thinking through, um, changes needing to happen. Uh, so, so changes have been in place, uh, probably for the last year and a half, even before that, if you look at certain key team members that have been added and, you know, we've always said we're building a structure for something bigger and what we've essentially built at this time for the name and the branding to change, it will get us to that next seven years, if that's what it is. And so I think that's the piece where a lot of it, you have to celebrate that chapter, that season of the business, and then what look forward to what's next. And, you know, there, there are things that we'll go into here in a bit that are staying the same. And then there's things that are changing. And, um, you know, part of it was, any type of branding or name recognition or anything like that, what, what is the association with that name or that brand? And so we having, having the name that we did, some people immediately like associated a type of service or an offering to that name. And that funnel of prospects was filled with people that weren't necessarily who we are called to serve. And so that's part of the reason for it is just a little bit more clarity on who we are and what our mission is and who we're here to serve the team that we've built to serve those clients. And then even, even that, like the bigger picture is just something that can stand alone beyond Marcus, beyond Rachel or beyond any one person for that matter. Yeah. So um, if people haven't picked up on, which I didn't really want to share today, but well, there will be, there will be a name refresh. Oh, okay. so th there's, well, there's that. I mean, um, I just, I, I assume that you, was a you given. hit on that really yeah. hard, but I do think that beyond a name refresh, what you really communicated was clarifying our messaging who, who we are attracting to our team, both internally and externally, who we're attracting as new team members and who we're attracting as new clients. And so because we want 
we, we do want to continue to scale our business. And we have talked about in a previous episode that one, that requires investment, um, but two, that's all about doing more with less. And so we don't want to continue to grow just to grow. We don't want to continue just to add team members to serve more clients to add more team members to serve more clients. That's that's not really the reason. Um, we feel like we have a bigger calling to be able to serve those clients and team members in a different way so that yeah. the impact that's made can change the lives of all of those people who are connected um, to us. And so really looking at what do we need to do differently? What can we do differently to continue to scale to have more impact. Yeah. And I think the other piece of it is, um, you know, a brand, just think about uh, a candy bar or anything like the wrapper, the brand, everything, you know, it's only as good as what's on the inside. And so what we've been working on on the inside is a lot bigger than what this release will be in the next few weeks. And so, um, you know, we've restructured our, our whole business and it's, it's pieces and, and things that have been in play for a really long time that we've loved about our business. We essentially are just saying, okay, we're doubling, tripling down on the things that we love and do really well. And we've also built out complete processes and structured our team a certain way to go to market and, and kill it on that side. And so even from like tech stack and pieces that were missing and disconnection in our business to, you know, now revolving around a very uh, connected stack and kind of being able to see across the organization and how client delivery looks all the way through just customer service. But then it's also team management. What is a, what is a team members day, week, month, year look like and how do we set them up to succeed and give them the best place to work so um it's exciting you know it, it's um it's not too drastic of a change i don't believe um do you want to talk i guess i don't yeah, know let's, if, um let's talk about first what what's staying the same i think right yeah that's because... exactly what i was gonna say so you know when a person has a glow up they're still the same person. Um, they may, they may look a little different. They may do some new things that they didn't do previously. Um, but essentially it's still the same person. And so, yeah, do you want to talk through, or do you want me to talk through what's staying the same within, uh, Dylan CPAs? Uh, why don't you hit them? Because you have the list. I'm not at the luxury of having the list <laughs> and then we can talk to, talk to what each of those points are because, Maybe something's not staying the same and no one's told me yet. And like, oh my goodness, uh, you are still our sole owner um, of Dylan CPAs. We are still going to run Dylan CPAs together. Uh, our team is staying the same. So, you know, other than it is plans in the future to continue to scale, which means we will have the opportunity um, to provide a workplace for more team members. So that's great. But our team is the same. No, no one's uh, changing. 
the way that we work as far as remote working, that's staying the same. We do have a physical office that's staying the same. So we're not moving. We're not coming back in office full time. Uh, we have not sold the building. So um, all of those things are staying the same. And then really we have identified our um, ideal client a few years back. I mean, we have been really targeting to those small business owners and service-based businesses, namely dentists, doctors, and vets. Um, so that is really, those. that's still staying the same. What we have done is been able to put a little bit more clarity and a little bit more focus into really what, what does that ideal client look like Exactly. Um, just even saying, so even though we can say we serve doctors, uh, dentists, and vets, that still is a very broad, um, that's still a very broad category because doctors, dentists, and vets offices and businesses look very different, can look very different. They can have multiple locations. They can have multiple owners. Um, they can be owned by a corporate or they can be owned by the actual um, doctor, dentist, or vet. So uh, just putting some clarity around that, but really uh, our ideal client is, is pretty much staying the same. Yeah. Um, so, so not a lot so far, like, and not a lot of scare there for probably most people. Um, you know, it's, and, it, and yeah, maybe even as an outsider looking in, maybe you wouldn't, you wouldn't realize, and we already said that there will be a name change coming, um, or a name refresh coming, but as an outsider looking in, maybe you wouldn't notice some things. So what are kind of the areas that we decided like, yes, this, this could definitely use some investment to uh, have huge impact for the long-term. Well, so what, and this is, we're 12 years in now, right? Um, maybe 11 and a half. So whenever Dylan CPAs turned 10, um, we knew that things had to look, or I, I started questioning what, what needed to change for the next 10 years. And so just the, Time. No, no and more I, trips to Mexico for you then. If, if the yeah. trip to Mexico is what uh, started all of this thought process, then let's well, keep, I, let's I keep you just, home and, and head down working so you don't have time to think about I don't know that changes. It, I don't know that it caught was the spur for change, but it just reiterated that we're moving down the right path and and the momentum needs to pick up. So with that, um, Dylan CPAs reached a plateau and we kind of leveled off there for a bit. And, you know, just like any other business owner that sees a plateau in their business, they start to question things like, are things going as well as we thought Are you know, how can we re-energize? Um, has the market shifted? Have, have things around us completely changed? And so those are some of the internal questions that I started to wrestle with, started to get guidance on. And ask, you know, the a group of peers and people that I know and, and trust about that. And then also doing my own research uh, to see who all, who, what other types of businesses, not necessarily in our same industry, but have gone through, you know, similar shifts. And every, every kind of point of research or data point that I found was 
you you identify what you do well and you get rid of the rest and you kind of double down. And so I think essentially that's what we toyed with and did for many, many years. And uh, now we're doing that again. Uh, there's no, you know, there's, there's probably clients or friends that are listening to this and being like, Oh man, am I going to get a letter? And no, you're not. But it's, it's one of those where um, I think we, we spent a lot of time, spent a lot of, quiet time trying to figure out what the next 10 years could look like and who we were called to serve the team that we were called to build to serve that client base and then ultimately give us the balance as owners to where it didn't all rely on us at the end of the day or or any one person in general in the business so just like with any service-based business we we have continue to to eliminate bottlenecks in the business and so we have perfected that in um our team of three approach which we invested in heavily two or three years back um we have um stabilized that team of three now across across the organization and our client service model so every every client essentially will be having a team of three that supports them throughout the year. Um, that team of three is made up of a CSM, a controller and a CFO. And then the different levels of service offering that we are going to market with as far as like new clients and what we're marketing around, we are streamlining that. And then that way, that's more of a response to the market as a whole. Um, I think customers and clients have made their voice known that they want simplicity and they want relationship throughout the year. And so that's what we're doing essentially. So service model, which is obviously done through people and technology, those are the big changes. And then how, how we, how we let people know what we do essentially. And the people that we let know are our ideal clients. Yeah. And so thinking through this, um, this is similar to what we offer to people. We offer fractional services to people who don't have the expertise or don't have the time to do their accounting um, and kind of financial advisory for their small business to continue to help them to scale and grow um, and just continue to be sustainable and relevant in the market. And so that's the same thing that we do. So we practice what we preach when we've gotten something to a certain level and then we see a plateau or we see, okay, we can't really take it further than this. We've done everything that we can, but we want the business to continue to get better. So we looked outside of our team. So these changes, this refresh, this glow up didn't happen from you and me or from just our internal team. We actually looked outside of Dylan CPAs to get help with this. Um, we have always had relationships with outside consultants for things that we don't um maybe that we don't have expertise in or where we feel like we want to be better and we can only be better if we get someone who is an expert in that area. So for us, 
our um, IT services have always been something that we outsource and have gotten help with to make sure that that's managed and the security and the team can work um, really well, really efficiently and effectively. Uh, and then also just our business model from years back, we started looking at that from, we don't want to just grow just to grow. We don't want to work 24 seven most of the year. Who can help us to change from this kind of legacy traditional tax firm to something that we want to do for the long term, something that we don't feel like we have to retire from, you know, at 40 years old or 50 years old because we're sick of it, but something that we can really enjoy and kind of pour into the people um, that we work with and the people that we serve. Yeah. And, and I think even how we do that in a remote setting is very important to us as we've learned over the last two and a half years. And there's, as you said, there's no change to that. And that allows us to be anywhere, anytime, and still means face-to-face -face meetings with, when clients, whenever it calls for it. And um, I, I think that's that's something that's key is the the different things that are changing are still outweighed by what's staying the same. And um, you know, it's it's the people essentially that matter most, and uh, our team trying to structure things in a way that makes it more successful for them to have better days. And then the same with clients. So um, during this process, we've learned a lot about ourselves as a business. We've learned a lot about ourselves as leaders and um, it's, it's been stretching uh, for some, uh, including myself and you and our checkbook um, to say, to say the least, but um, it, it is an investment that we, we'll see a return on and um, it will make our business more valuable. It will make our lives better um, and essentially um, make us a better place to work um, because, you know, all, all of these small changes that we, that we are making. Yeah. So tell a little bit about like what type of, service or what type of help? What were you Googling to find someone to help through this? I was looking for a team and industry knowledge in, in RevOps, essentially revenue operations. And so um, RevOps is, is the culmination of your sales, your marketing, your, and essentially how you deliver what you deliver. And it could be multiple different things. It's, it's almost like a COO, a CFO, a CEO, all in one team. Ultimately we are still in charge, but we have brought in, you know, a team to help advise us on what they know. And so, um, we don't, we don't hold, you know, the back that we have never, we don't enjoy different aspects of like sales or business development. There are people out there that do, um, how you build the right team and engines and marketing plans, um, from like a CMO and a CRO and things like that. That's essentially what we needed to find. I am so fortunate to be surrounded by so many talented people in my life that could have done a, a very small aspect of what we were looking for and they offered to help in their spare time and we made the decision to actually 
engage with a team that does this as their priority and not put any of our friends or colleagues like out, you know, as a, as a, like, just, we wanted to be front of mind and actually have a paid relationship and a paid engagement. And so with that, it comes with a, a deliverable timeline and, you know, within a certain amount of time, we should be up and running and things in place. So the, the thing that is shifting from a business owner perspective is that structure. And so how we are built onto a CRM, how that CRM functions with marketing to the right people, the right follow-up for those people, know, knowing how many of those people even exist as far as ICP. So we've got about a 7,000 TAM, which is the total, um, total area market. I'm not up to speed on the lingo of sales yet. So how do you touch those 7,000 customers whenever you're marketing to them and following up? And, you know, are you, are you at front of mind whenever they have pain point to kind of latch on to the service or product that you deliver? All of that can't be done whenever like, I'm just not smart enough to do all of that and run a business and be a client CFO and, you know, all the personal responsibilities I have with being a father and a, and a husband. So that's where we needed help. So having that structure in place to have the right go to market is the buzzword, but even that is like, you've got to get go to market, right? Because some people just say go to market and that's like a sales uh, or a marketing plan that what true go to market is, is operations, revenue, everything. So we've worked hard with that team to kind of put things in place. And it's no different than aspects that we were already doing. It's just packaged better and presented better and marketed better. And then we're marketing to that, our existing client or our ideal customer. That way we pre-qualify them for those services that we offer. And we've always been fortunate to live off of referrals in the past and referrals you can't plan around. You don't know when that next great referral is coming in, unfortunately. And for us, we wanted consistency and being able to build around consistency. So by having a plan in place and knowing if we want to have 30 new clients onboarded a year, then it's a numbers game. We take that 7,000. How do we break up that 7,000? Who, who are we marketing to? Who are we following up with? What do those touch points look like? Hey, we got a win this month. Hey, we got two wins this month. That's the piece and then getting those into onboarding at a consistent pace throughout the year. And then after onboarding, turning those over to a team of three that are waiting for those new clients and have capacity for those new clients. What that does is it allows us to actually grow and scale our business with intention. And so with that, you know, if we're planning for 30, and we're planning for an annual revenue of $750,000 per year, you also can develop a roadmap around that. So you know at, at number 11, that 11th win, we have to go out and hire and be looking for that next CSM to be ready for client number 15 in two months. And so all of that goes into a better run machine, a, a business with intention versus letting business happen to you and relying on referrals, which we've been so thankful for, and we will still gladly accept, but just being, um, being a little bit more involved 
on that front end. Yeah. And really what was eye-opening for me is that we really have been thoughtful and intentional and strategic since I would say 2014, 2015 with our business. Before that, there may have been a lot of hard work and luck that happened. But from that point, from about year three of the business and all the way through to today, we have been very thoughtful and strategic and intentional with what we have done and with what we have tried to do. Then enters this uh, consulting group that we hired outside and they took that intention and strategy and thoughtfulness and multiplied it times a thousand. Just every little detail thought through, um, every little detail and questioning and uh, evaluating and you know, clarifying and making it better. When we say that there are 7,000 ideal clients, not 7,000 clients that need a new CPA, not 7,000 clients that there's a, a doctor, dentist, or vet some, somehow attached to that, but 7,000 clients that are exactly what we are looking for so that our team spends less time talking to the wrong people and trying to help them find somebody who can serve them better. And they're just constantly in communication with all of the right people who are coming to us for the right reasons. So they are wanting to outsource. They're wanting to be better as a business owner. They're wanting a better place for their uh, team to work and to scale their business. And so all of those things, it's, it's just, it's refreshing to know that there, there are people who are out there that focus on such small aspects of your business that you can get help with. If you see that there's a place that you need improvement and you're not the expert to do it. And maybe it's not that you're not the expert. Maybe it just comes from a capacity standpoint and you do not have the time to do it or to implement it well, that there are outsourced teams, fractional teams that can come in and help just like our, <laughs> just like our team of three can come in and help with the accounting um, and financial advisory. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, it, it obviously is vulnerable that you, you say, Hey, I don't understand this and I need somebody else much smarter or has dedicated time to help me figure this out. And we invested in that because we knew it would get us some, it would get us to our ultimate destination a lot faster and with less pain. And so that was, that was the call that we made. Um, with that branding and everything like that, you know, there will be a refreshed website, refreshed, a lot of different things, like a lot of cool stuff coming, a lot of different campaigns, you know, aimed at our ideal clients. And, um, you know, when you step back in our industry, and especially whenever you have a business where you were a practitioner, you still are a practitioner or a technician in your business, um, you can easily just, you know, write it off and kind of just do the day to day. And I know that there's the buzz slogan of working on your business versus in your business and things like that. But it really took a lot of effort to get to that place where we could do this and stepping back and really assessing, you know, where, where we are going, what we really want. This had to be 
a step. I, I feel like we were prepared for it. I feel like it it needed to happen and it needed to happen now. Uh, a lot of people question like what the economy will do. And we know um, that given the market and given the economy of small businesses, that some of our existing clients may not be able to um, stay open or be as profitable, be able to afford our services if they see us kind of as an extension of their office, they're making hard decisions on their internal people. Maybe they have to make a hard decision with us and scale back. So for us, it, it made sense. And it was, we need to do this and we need to do it now. And so we're excited about it just because we're going to be proactive. I think if we are in a recession, if we are in a down economy, um, some of the best businesses were built in those economies. And, and you're able to trial and error a little bit uh, in those times versus things moving so fast um, in a good economy. Um, the thing that a, the things that a good economy have provided like over the last two and a half, three years, um, you could you could run a crappy business and still be profitable. So I think what will happen over the next chapter for small businesses is you've got to like the best businesses will survive and and will do much better than than anybody else. And it will just be um, a, a wider gap between excellent run businesses and everybody else. And so I hope to be on that excellent run businesses and not necessarily because it's me or you. I, I want it to be because of all the different team members that we have in our business. And I want it to be because of the clients that we serve. So it's, it's investing what I would give advice for any, any client uh, that I serve as a CFO for. And even though we're kind of going outside of our circle to find this expertise, we are moving forward, not only to help ourselves, but to learn from it and then help our clients to help other firm owners. And we're going to share whatever we learn along the way. And you know, hopefully we are more profitable. We're more balanced. We're, you know, our customer service goes, goes higher after all of this. If it doesn't, you're going to learn from it. You know, I think too, even though this is outside, like we are still very much invested. Our biggest cheerleaders up until this point are still backing this decision for us to try this out because of what it could mean for our group. Yeah. And I know when we were talking through and making uh, the final decisions to go with this group to, to implement these changes um, that we're doing and go with this refresh uh, and just a, a whole lot of clarity from where we were a few months ago to where we are now, we really did talk about that investment and how it was really can be equated to investing in a, like a college education or a higher degree that it is going to take a lot of work. It's going to cost a lot of money, but we are going to learn so much from this process and the, I guess the payoff or the ROI, the benefits, all of that are going to come after the fact and continue to come. So we're going to do this, let's say one time, we're gonna make this investment right now. We're gonna spend the time right now to do this, but we are going to be reaping the benefits and the rewards of this for years and years and years down the road. And what we um, 
would love to do and feel called to do is to share that with other people, share the experience, share the knowledge, share what we've learned with other people so that they can potentially, you know, make the choice to go down a similar path or make the choice that that's not right for them at this time, that they, that's not where they need to focus or prioritize right now. Uh, So happy to continue to have these conversations and uh, looking so forward to um, being able to share our little glow up in the next week or so. Yeah. Anything else? I think we've, we've kind of danced around it long enough. Obviously you've led the dance. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's been a great conversation and can't wait for uh, the glow up to actually happen. And then of course there will be future episodes uh, talking a little bit more in detail about uh, what actually went on to make that overnight glow up happen. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to all that. All right. Great conversation. Great talking to you. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.